Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Your hosts today, Robbie Rockets, 12617, and the dude, Dariel, are here to bring you a new episode of Spit Wars. Here we go, let's dive in. We have finally made it to Mandalorian Season 2. My goodness, I am super excited right now. Like, this is insane. Oh my God, 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 oh my God. That's all I have to say. We have waited so long for this. We have honestly waited so long for Season 2 after our insane ending to Season 1. Has it really been that long? Oh, to me, I feel like it's been long. Think about it. We've been binging Clone Wars and Rebels. It's been, it, it's been a long time. Okay, you're right. We've been binging all this Star Wars stuff. It, we're due for some Mando. Finally, we have the first look at Mando and the child going to a new planet. We have some interesting creatures prowling the premises here. And the shadows. Yeah. and We see a fight club. Yeah. And the Gamorreans lost a lot of weight. Yeah. They look like, super cheap. They didn't yeah. have money in the budget to make them uh, bigger or more yeah. like... Or I, I guess they decided after not being fed so well at Jabba's palace, they lost all that weight. They're, Maybe they're no longer on Nile Hutta eating everything because the Hutts are no longer in charge. Yeah, so they don't have access to all this food. So now they're like, all right, you know what? Let's be fighters. <laughs> so they had some pretty interesting weaponry going Axis, on there. Yeah, that, so, when they clashed, it was force fields. It was weird, it, but yeah. cool all at the same time. It looked like they were... Um, it reminded me of like weapons from like the Fable video game or Skyrim or something. Mm-hmm. Like they had like spells attached to them or like force. Who the hell knows? But it was very interesting, I had to say. But I'm very, I'm still curious to know what planet we were on, what some of those creatures were. You know, originally I had thought from the trailer it was Lothal with all the graffiti. I thought that too because I thought I saw like the drawing of a Loth cat. Yeah. And I thought at first maybe these were like some sort of an evil loath cat type thing. I was like, these things are too vicious to be a loath cat. Mm. But we have a, a look at this guy, Gorkesh, trying, who has some info for Mando regarding a Mandalorian. Who would have thought? And it's so ironic that this Mandalorian just happens to be on Tatooine. Yeah. Mando's confused also. Like, because he had just been there. Yeah. He's like, I've been there numerous times. I've never seen another Mandalorian. You're fucking bullshitting me. And we know that it's so funny how Gorkesh is like, well, listen, this is really no place for a child. Meanwhile, the child is the one who started the chaos. <laughs> let's, let's just point that out. He went into hiding, but it was him who started the chaos. I'm not going to blame the child for starting anything. But listen. It, Mando started it by walking in all guns a blazing. You know, I mean, the child activated everything to get him ready for it. So he was like, listen, you're going to fight. I got you back, buddy. You know, I got your back. Let me hide in my little thing. Yeah. Let me hide in my little cradle, you know, hit the button. <laughs> that was so funny. That was Honestly, I have to say throughout the whole episode, he is so adorable and so cute in his With moments. His little and his antics, yeah. Even when they're on Tatooine in um, Mos Pelgo. When they're at the bar, he's like just waddling around the bar. Yeah, you know, and you mentioned Mos Pelgo. We have a look at a new place on Tatooine because we've been to Mos Espa, obviously, and we've been to Mos Eisley, the most uh, famous place full of wretched villain and scum. 
Yeah, it's a wretched hive. Disgusting. But we have Moss Pelgo, and this is where our supposed Mandalorian is, who is known as the Marshal in this town. And what did you do when you first saw the Marshal? Okay, wait, wait. Let me let me try to remember from last night. <laughs> oh, I remember. At first, I was like, oh, my fucking God. And then it turned into, who the fuck is that asswipe wearing that armor? <laughs> I was like, how dare he? How dare he wear that armor? Because I look, I go, holy shit, it's Boba Fett. And I was like, nah, Boba Fett wouldn't do something like that. And then we find out it's this guy named Cobb Vanth, who basically is a protector of this town. He got the armor from Jawas, which, you know, makes sense. The Jawas just seem to get a hold of everything on Tatooine, no less. When he said Jawas, I was like, it's always the Jawas. Always. You know? Have you ever noticed anytime someone is in peril, the Jawas just so happen to pop up? You're you're 100% right, because I always think back to Attack of the Clones, the Jawas. Anakin found the Jawas to get to the same people of his, who had his whoa, mother. Whoa, 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 whoa. Even before that, buddy. Even you know? before that. A New Hope. Yeah, A New Hope as 3PO well. 3PO and R2 are lost. Who I, pops up? The Jawas. The Jawas. Well, I kind of, I, I went chronological order. Oh, okay. All right. All right. Like, Mando season Wars, one. But all of a sudden. The Jawas. It's amazing how the Jawas are playing a role. A big role, no less, for a lot of things. It's so funny. Uh, they're just deus ex machina. <laughs> but we have a little backstory on Mos Pelgo, how this place basically got taken over after the war. And Van basically got lost out there, rescued by the Jawas, and basically he got repaid by getting the Boba Fett armor. They wanted to give him anything because yeah. he stole something from this mining guild. That was taking so, over the yeah, town. The collective. He didn't and want droids. He saw the armor and was like, I want that. And I gotta say, he dons the armor like a badass. I'm not gonna lie. And I only reason I say it is because think of it, when he goes back to free the town with the armor and becomes the marshal to protect the town and everything, it's the first time we saw Boba Fett's missile in action live. You're you're right. Like, and we saw Well, like, well, mm, uh, Mm, not really. I mean, if we want to be super nerdy and technical, we saw it in Reven- in uh, Attack of the Clones. Well, I mean, that's Jango Fett. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know whoa, it's the whoa, same whoa, whoa, armor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. It's the same armor. Okay. <laughs> but this time, but it, we've it, never it, seen Boba's iteration. Yeah, we've never seen Boba. I'm nitpicking. His... I'm sorry. I'm yes. super nitpicking. No. Hey, listen, you're 100% right, though. But it was so cool, actually, like, seeing it in the Thermavision and him blowing these guys to shit. And I like, I love Timothy Olfinant for that role. I honestly do. I think Timothy oh, Olfinant was perfect for it. You mean the Lord of the Sheriff role? Yeah, because of Justified. You know, Justified. I think in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, his character plays a sheriff on a TV show. And it just, I, it, it's fitting for him. It, it is. It, it, it is. worked out so well. He makes the deal with Mando that we learn of the crate dragon going through town. Rob, um, I know you are a fan of the Legends timeline, everything Legends. <laughs> when you heard or saw the crate dragon, what were your first reactions? My first reaction was I was back playing Knights of the Old Republic 1 
as Revan trying to go after the crate dragon in the Dune Sea. Because when this thing came through the town, I said to my girlfriend, I was like, I got a feeling this is a crate dragon from a video game. Oh, your, your reaction is much more tempered than mine. <laughs> and she, she goes, she goes, what? I go, crate dragon, you stop it in this video game. It was like the best game ever. <laughs> and then I find out it's a crate dragon. I'm like, I fucking knew it. And she's like, okay. Okay. What was your reaction when this thing like strolls through? <laughs> it's a crate dragon. It's a crate dragon. You're not going to tell me it's not a fucking crate dragon. <laughs> and then after it pops up, you know, eats whatever it eats. Uh, and they're talking about it. And our little Marshall says, it's a crate dragon. And I was like, ah, it's a crate dragon. I told you. that uh, It's real. And my that, girlfriend's like, are you okay? <laughs> like, I was like, that's a crate dragon. Sam people are scared of that thing. It's it's awesome when we get to see like stuff like think about it, Knights of Republic that came out in two thousand three when we're playing this game. To see something from almost twenty years ago finally make a first live on screen in Star Wars right now is it's pretty exciting. Did you notice the noise it made? Yes. Okay. Do you know did you notice that it's the same noise Obi Wan plays before rescuing Luke? Yeah. From when he's like waving his hands in yeah. the air and everything. I found that, I was like, that's pretty ironic right now. I was like, that's a nice touch. Because so, we were always told that that sound was a crate dragon. Because yeah. it's supposed to scare off the sand people. Sand people. Which so to actually see them reuse that noise for the TV show when they're actually unveiling this creature is It's great. Yeah. It, I, I loved it. And, you know, it makes so much sense because that all happened out in the Dune Sea as well. Like we're mm -hmm. here in the Dune Sea. And with all that happening is we learn that it's terrorizing the town. Vanth and Mando come to an agreement where he'll give him the Mando armor and he, they have to stop the crate Dragon. And I have to say, I love the interpretation on the Mandalorian of the Sand People, of them not being these violent people, not being like these, uh, I guess, trigger happy in a sense. They're always willing to attack and raid and everything. Like we always hear these stories, mm -hmm. but Mando is like the perfect peacekeeper with these guys because he can speak to them. Like when he does the animals of the sand people and he goes up to them and Vance like, ah, oh, shit. And Mando just does it easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Yeah, well, he feeds them. And the sand people are so relatable to him with speaking like, listen, we understand and everything. He knows their and, language. He yeah. does the signing. He acts as if he is one of them to be... I guess, customary to be yeah. respectful. Mm -hmm. And I love that perspective of it because we always saw them as violent. Like, think of it, Phantom Menace, they're shooting at the pod racers. A you New have, Hope. Um, a New Hope where they're going after Luke and everything. And you have them get slaughtered by Anakin in Attack of the Clones because they enslaved his mother. You uh, know? No, no, no. That's not why. Why what? They... They're animals. They're animals. And I yeah. killed them like animals. The women. And not the just children. The <laughs> and not just men. It was the women too. And uh, the children. So I love I love seeing them in a whole different role. And I like seeing the tension between the sand people and the citizens of Mos Pelgo because they did raid their village and everything. And how Mando creates a peace treaty between them saying, listen, if we all team up together, 
citizens of Mos Pelgo, sand people, me and you, basically Mando and Vanth as the leaders of them, we can take out this great dragon. Yeah, his little speech was basically, I'm going to summarize it for you. I know the sand people have murdered your people, right? <laughs> I know they've stolen and pillaged, okay? They're sorry about that. You know, they can't help it. They, they, they live in the Dune Sea. It's a horrible place over there. Can you blame them? Okay. <laughs> now, they told me if we help them, they won't attack you guys anymore. So, you know, I think it's in your best interest to team up. And, you know, you, they won't murder and pillage your town anymore. Yeah. You, you create a peace treaty, and whoever draws the first blaster and attacks someone, that treaty's gone, he said. And the whole thing of them working together when the Sand People first get there in Mos Pelgo, mm -hmm. they're getting all the charges ready, and one of the Tusken Raiders accidentally drops one, and then one of the guys flips out on him. But I love Vanth playing the Mando-type role here. Like, Mando was keeping the peace. Vanth kept the peace right there. He's like, listen, it was an accident, all right? Don't take it hard on him. See, when he dropped it, I was like, oh, no, they're going to blow up. <laughs> I, well, when I saw him drop it, I was like, that ah, might not be good. And it ended up not being good in the fight perspective, not an explosion perspective. Oh, no, 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 no. I was like, they're going to blow up. <laughs> so things went very differently there, I have to say. But them setting a trap up now for the crate Dragon is amazing so digging the holes and everything they we learned that the weakest point is the belly which from that zeal republic you knew when you set up the landmines to defeat the crate dragon they all blew up at its belly mm -hmm. when it starts rummaging through to get you so that was a nice little uh for me that was a nice little homage playing back to Knights Hill Republic. I, I love that because that's one of my favorite Star Wars games of all time. Absolutely amazing. And them trying to do that, it doesn't work at first. And this thing starts projectile vomiting. Acid, like yeah. alien style. And it's just yeah, it's just melting everyone away now. And <laughs> I'm sorry. When he started melting people, I started laughing. I was like, this is so cool. I was like, it has acid? I was like, how do you fucking like, kill that thing? Yo, seriously, right? And I, <laughs> it was like amazing because now I take my girl's quotes here. Bo-Katan, a Mandalorian is a weapon with a jetpack because you have Vanth and Mando both utilizing these jetpacks. Oh, Vanth is not so much a weapon as a liability. No. <laughs> you know, the only advantage I would say Vanth has is he has the scope for the missile. Mando don't have a scope with the missile yet. This is true. He just has the jetpack. So Vanth using his torpedo lock-on and everything. And I love the big reveal at the end with the sacrifice Mando's going to do. And he says to Vanth, hitting his jetpack, protect the child and hits it and sends him all flying. And it was so funny when he did that to me because it reminded me of when Boba's jetpack got damaged in Return of the Jedi. And yeah, that's what I caused he, him to fall into the pit of uh, the Sarlacc pit. Yeah, so, I thought he was taking advantage of a faulty manufacturing issue. Yeah, right. <laughs> so now we know all we have to do is just hit the side of Boba's jetpack and he just goes, woo! Yeah, and... Mando basically gets eaten with a Banta. It's like he's going to become Bantha Pudu. And it works to the advantage of Mando getting his, flying his way out of the crate Dragon. The Bantha's in there, and boom, explodes it. And our crate Dragon has now given food to the Sand People and 
the people of Mos Pelgo. And, you know, Mando did take a, a good chunk. Nothing crazy. Yeah, you know, just a little. Yeah, a little bit. He Listen, he's got a child to feed. He's got a child. Or maybe that's how he's going to pay... Um our friend in uh in the spaceport oh maybe yeah because we got we got to look at uh pelly again amy sedaris came back i i like when he first came back to the planet he's like listen the razor crest needs it send the droids and then she's like oh we like droids now (laughs) she is hysterical i have to say and i love like her reaction when she she's like oh my god i missed him the child she's like yes come to me you want for him I, I don't really, yeah, but seriously, I'm kind of serious. Not really, but I am serious. <laughs> yeah, name your price. Oh, adorable stuff, I have to say. Amy Sedaris is pretty funny when she's Maybe the child devil. should be with Pelly. Yeah, she's, listen, she's a good caretaker as well, you know? Who knows? Maybe maybe she'll end up joining the crew of the Razor Crest to, for repairs. Who knows? You know? Those droids don't take up much space. You just got to hit their little eyeball there up top. And no, 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 they're not coming. They're going to ruin everything. You saw how they <laughs> fucked up repairing the ship. That's pretty funny. Or who knows? Maybe they're going to call Mando Colonel or Corporal or something. You know? Hey, Corporal, it's Captain. <laughs> oh, man. But we come to an end of turn. Everyone's at peace. Mm. And Vanth lives up to his end of the bargain. He gives Mando the Mandalorian armor. And they now ride off to go back, I would assume, to the Razor Crest. And he's being watched as he goes back. And to me, first of all, to me, when I first see this like shadowy cloak, the cloak, I'm going to say, it kind of looks like the one that was looking over Fennec Shand. I don't know if you got... Yep. Nope. Well, if you listen to our Bando Season 1 recap, I specifically said, I think it's Boba. And I, I, I was with you on that. I because felt like Boba apparently this Fennec Chan works for the Huts. Boba works for the Huts. Also, Boba Loki, a ladies' man. Did we not notice him in Return of the Jedi? Yeah, this is also true. He was, the Twi'leks are all over him. Just saying. I mean, and this figure finally turns around. And who is it but Tamora Morrison, who is playing Boba Fett. Yeah, and he played the clones. And Jango Fett as well. And I'm like, holy shit, it's Boba Fett. But you're just like, holy shit, Boba Fett. I'm over here like, it's Boba. It's Boba. Boba, get the ship ready. Boba, get on board. I was like, holy crap, Boba Fett. I want to see him in his armor again. I I think he's going after his armor. After, okay, because this is the end of the episode. Yeah. Do you feel like the show is different this season? Just from this season premiere, do you feel as if the show is different? From season one. Yes, in a sense, because we're not, from basically that first episode of season one, we're worried about being found and tracked by tracking fobs and everything right now. Right now, there's no, there's no one going after Mando, it seems, really. Is Boba going to go after Mando? I think he's just going to go after him because he wants his armor back. I don't mm-hmm. think he gives a crap about crap anything about, else. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I felt like the child and Mando were safer in terms of having not to look over their shoulder as much. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of felt. What about you? To be honest, I, I feel like the format of the show might be different this season because there's such a great emphasis on finding a home for the child. You know, yeah. the episode starts with Mando's like, I hear you, you, you know about another Mandalorian. I need to find a Mandalorian to mm-hmm. find a home for this guy. Yeah, so, he wants to guide them. 
Yeah, so instead of it being where in season one it was like random adventures, I feel like we're still going to get our random adventures, but it's going to work towards something. Yeah. Because if you really think about season one, there's no... He's going on these random adventures, you know, the child's accompanying him. He doesn't really go back to Navarro until he gets the distress call. That's true. And that's not until, what, episode seven? So we had a whole eight episodes of just random adventures. I think now we have more consistency and there's going to be more continuity in terms of the story and how it's going to progress. I feel that whole thing with the continuity as well, because I think a lot that's involved with that is when certain characters from previous TV shows are going to now be reprising their role here. You know, like Boba Fett now is back. We've heard that, you know, Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff, you know, is supposed to come in. Um, Ahsoka Tano is supposed to play a role in here. And listen, I've, I've even heard little rumors about Ezra Bridger, you know, and there's also Sabine Wren. For that boy, I'll do anything. So, you know, I just got the chills from you just saying that right now. Like, and listen, hell, I'd kill to see Hondo Anaka show his face right now. I'm not going to lie. I'd live for it. I'm here for it. Give it to me. You better have his little Ergnot, too. Yeah. Uh, Melch. 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 <laughs> Watch, for all you know, Melch and Queel could have known each other. This is true. You know, they could have been indentured servants, as Queel says, together. Okay, you're fucking slaves. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. But, no, I'm excited for the season. The only thing I hate is that we don't get sneak peeks of the... We don't. It gets. It puts me on edge, and I'm like, oh my god, what is going to happen now? Yeah. Please, tell I'm me like, what's going to happen. How did people back in the day deal with this, not having previews for the next episode? It's a wait and see. <laughs> I'm like a little junkie. I'm like, give me a fucking Mandalorian. I need yeah, it. It's my like dope. A, it's like a little fix, man. <laughs> Just need that fix. I'm excited for this season, and I cannot wait for... Friday to come again to watch the second episode. I'm excited. I want to see what happens next. My thing is, when are we going to see Sabine? Yeah. How like, long is it going to take? You know, for all these characters to show up, and will we see a lot of them together? Or mm-hmm. does he encounter them separately? Like, what is going to happen? Oh, the chills, man. The chills. Well, Rob, that's episode one. I know. I am super psyched, super stoked. Um, I'm not, I have no news today for Star Wars. I'm just, I was too exciting for this. I only cared for this premiere. I've been waiting too long for this, I have to say. This is the way. This is the way. That it is. But, uh, your clone trooper, Robbie Rockets, 12617, is happy to have finally brought you season two, episode one of The Mandalorian. It's a Jedi Master, Dariel, signing off. Stay beautiful, people. Remember... The Force will be with you, always. And don't get attacked by any crate dragons in the ground. <laughs> right? And stay away from mud horns. Oh, yeah. They're vicious. They're bad. <laughs>